Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. There's a huge change. Uh, started with Russell Wilson, uh, then went to Watson, and now we've got Rodgers. And it appears that today's quarterbacks want to be more than quarterbacks. They're hired, uh, you know, in my time, they're hired to be, to play the position quarterback. That's what they're being paid for, that's, and that's what they're being paid to do. But these guys, they want to uh, pick the coach, pick the players. It's, it's an interesting dilemma. That's an old guy. Sounds like Brett Favre, some people would say, but it's not Brett Favre. That was former Packers GM. Ron Wolf? Yes. I got Is that the, the only one that we know? Uh, Ted, Ted Thompson? Oh, yeah, Thompson. Yeah. Thompson. Uh, the... Earlier in the show, I asked, I said, is it, is it fair to ask after this trade, Josiah Scott traded, you know, he's, he was with the team for a year, fourth-round yeah. pick. Trade to the Eagles for another corner and a sixth-round pick in 2023. <laughs> Uh, hopefully we still have a show in 2023. Right. Um, is it fair to ask after the trade, did the Jaguars make a mistake allowing last regime to make 12 picks in the 2020 NFL draft? And I said earlier to you, I said, if you ask this question last January, February, March, uh, April, mm-hmm. everybody would have been like, please don't let that regime make the picks. Now, I think it's a totally different feel. This, this was my feeling of it, that everybody's like, you know what, Brent, whatever happened, happened. But it ended up with this. And that's Trevor Lawrence, a toaster. And Urban Meyer. <laughs> All right? Yeah. So, uh, Nubs, uh, <laughs> Nubs, Garrett Cole got beat up yesterday for those Yankees, by the way. Just want to let you know. Uh, he says it was all part of the plan that led us to Trevor Lawrence. See? Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah, uh, it's, it's like the God Bless the Broken Road song from Rascal Flatts. <laughs> It's very good. Uh, How do I know that? Because as a tradition, my junior year of high school football, the offensive lineman sang that song for our warm-ups every w- single game. Every game. Or it could be Unanswered Prayers by Garth Brooks. It could have been that, too, as well. <laughs> offensive linemen are weird dudes, man. I'm telling you. Yes, that's, I like that. Yeah. Uh, Teal says, even said it at the point, I wish I would have moved some of the capital into the following year, meaning this year. Mm-hmm. But they were drafting for their job, so they had no interest in moving them to the future. And yeah. again, they they were trying to win, obviously, and trying to do what's. I, I think they did have a healthy balance of win and what's good for the organization. Now, Shad Khan was involved in some way, shape, or form, so I don't think he was going to let anybody sabotage the organization. Yeah. And and I believe that Doug Marone and, and Dave Caldwell were trying to do what's in the best interest of the organization, regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys are definitely overreacting a bit from Josiah Scott news. I think C.J. Henderson could still be a. Stud, I think is what he wanted to say. Chase on is a bit more of a question mark, but still had some good flashes. And I definitely think Chenault has a role in this offense for a long time, just not as a gadget guy. Well, I guess define gadget, but I don't... Define what, the role, then. Yeah, whether it's gadget or, like, Swiss Army. I want to see LaVisca Chenault used yeah. on our bingo card. Like, yes. I, I do. That's what I want. Uh, so if he's just strictly going to be a wide receiver, I'm not saying he can't be a good wide receiver, but I, I kind of like the idea of of being able to utilize Chenault's I mean, skill set. Yeah, I, I can't say this enough. Your starting wide receiver, our, our wide receiver one is who? DJ Chark. Who's wide receiver number two? Marvin Jones. Like, is that up for debate or not? No. Am no, I missing something? No, no. It's one and one, one A, one B, really. Okay. So then we going to put Chenault where in the slot? That like, what's the plan with him? I don't know. Okay, and then if you have the ETN, I mean, it's, we'll see. But I'm just saying, I give people, yeah, give Chenault, okay, we can give him a chance all we want, but where are we going to put him? 
I will say this. Uh, there are enough snaps to go around to satisfy both players. They're not, they don't have to be on the field every snap. No, for sure. But, and it depends what kind of offense you're running. Maybe yeah. you, you take it four wide. Who knows? Uh, Josh Collier says, nothing sort of a beautiful mistake. <laughs> we're better now since they were so bad. Uh-huh. Uh, there it is again, right? Uh, Jack says, absolutely not. It all led us to get in Trevor Lawrence. That's all that matters. Uh, Patrick says, no, we got Trevor. Uh, let's see where else we got. Jack says uh, one more time, says 100% agreed on LaVisca. Don't really understand Austin's questions about his role. I don't understand Austin either. He's capable of doing the gadget stuff, but I think he was bright future as a pure wide receiver, says Jack. Um, he might have a bright future. They didn't draft him just to be a gadget guy. They, no, they drafted him because of his receiver skills. He could, he, he could be a two wide receiver all day. Yeah. But, but I like the fact again, that he can do other things. <laughs> okay, but once again, I can't stress this enough. He's not going to be a two-wide receiver this year unless he beats up Marvin Jones. Will he beat up Marvin Jones? No. I doubt it. Well, not with the resume. I mean, you can make the case the resume of Marvin Jones is better than DJ Charge. Sure. So and then, he should be the top guy. Knowing how Urban Meyer runs an offense, there's going to be one tight end. Three wide receivers. So then where are you going to put Chenault if ETN's in? Like, am I missing something? Are, are, are the Jaguars going to run out of shotgun with no tight end and that spread wide all year long? Well, well, it is interesting. It's an interesting thought, and, and I know you're being a little bit, you know, dramatic about that. I'm not saying they're going to run the entire year out of there, but there are people that suggest that you can, without a tight end, run some another wide receiver in there and accomplish some of the sim- same things. Mm. And so do they see an offense where they can utilize more of these guys where it's a little outside of the traditional set because of their lack of talent, lack of productivity at tight end? I don't really know what you would know what that looks like more than I do probably, but I don't – You better make answer, sure your offensive line's in place. My answer, well, my answer to that is I, I don't know, but keep an eye on it. Again, I, I don't know how traditional or what new things um, – Urban Meyer is going to suggest and bring to the table. I'm not. I'm not sitting here telling he's going to revolutionize the NFL offensively. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what he's thinking. How much more of the college game? How much more that he'll lean on from other things that he did? And how much he'll just have to do something because they don't have a lot of productivity right now in their tight end room. But they do have a lot of wide receivers that they are able to use. I mean, yeah. it's a strength of the football team, right? I mean, they. How Run. are you going to get Colin Johnson on the field, right? How yeah. are you going to get Lavisca Chenault on the field? How are you going to get Travis Etienne on the field? Do it, man. Run, run, run five wide. Run, run empty quads if you want to. Let's let's do it. Let's get crazy. I'm. Just, I don't think that's gonna happen. I'm just saying. Well, it, it could th- happen at times, shit. though. Yeah, but okay. I think going forward, I think the base offense is gonna feature a tight end. We agree yeah, with me or not? Say, yes. Okay. So if that's the case, and I, I don't know how more clear I can explain to people, if that's the case, then how many wide receivers are you gonna have? You're gonna actually take out the guard. Okay, okay, well, there it is then. I stand corrected. No guard. Uh, I got you. Stan the man says, no, if the last regime was even announced better at picking in the draft, we'd be sitting here getting ready for another season of Minshew and making us lies at how we would prosper now that we drafted Devontae Smith for him to target. Instead, we have Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I think that's all we have for now on that. But it it is an interesting thought process, right? I'm telling you, and and I don't think I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. is that if you go back a year and you said, I can't believe they let – Dave Caldwell and this regime picked the picks mm-hmm. and a year later here we are and even though we're trading away in Jacksonville a fourth round pick and don't really know about the draft class everybody's like hey Brent it's cool mm-hmm. we got Trevor yeah <laughs> it's amazing how that one listen I don't know He's if I disagree with you 
right? And, and I deal. also would buy some stock into some of these players. I, you're never going to pick 12 players right. That's why I was shocked that they picked 12 to begin with yeah. last year. They should have been a little bit more in the mover-shaker business last year in that draft with all the capital that they had, mm-hmm. in my estimation. But uh, I'll buy stock into some of these guys, but uh, I have major question marks around some of them, too. And when you asked a great question, like, okay, well – Who's starting from that draft class this yeah. year? On a mm-hmm. one in fifteen team, by the way. Yes. You know, we're not talking about like a Super Bowl team coming back. Yeah. So that's a fair question and, and that might show kind of the depth and, and quality of that draft class, at least uh, through year one. It certainly uh, shows that. NBA play in begins tonight. Who we got tonight? We got on tap. Uh, it's the East Coast, so it's it's um, Pacers, Wizards. What a barn! Oh, Wizards! All right, all right. Yeah, the right. Wizards, but the Wizards have to. Well, I know. I guess if they win the the first one, they they'll be fine. Who's, okay. Who are the Sixers? They they don't want to see out of that group. Who are you scared of? John I think Wall? honestly, I'm not John Wall. <laughs> yes, John Wall, <laughs> Russell Westbrook. No, yeah, Hello. honestly, out of that group, I think yeah, I yeah. think you worry about uh, Westbrook and and the Wizards a little bit and how. You know, hot they are for for him and uh, Bradley Beal coming at the end of the season. So you got Hornets and Pacers tonight, Wizards and Celtics. Hornets and Pacers. Am I missing something, or I'm not? Pacers are Pacers. Pacers are sneaky. Yeah. Hornets. Hornets are kind of. Yep. Uh, Hornets. You you know, you just he already knows the the Philly offense. You don't want that. No, no, no. no. Uh, But but I think the Hornets are kind of injured. So I say best case scenario for the 76ers would be somehow the uh, the Hornets getting there. Uh, I think that would be their easiest path, potentially. Well, Wizards look uh, very dangerous. Celtics uh, have the ability. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah, the seventh too. place, eighth place game. And then so obviously what happens, that se- whoever wins that game, they're into the seventh spot. And then it will be determined between the ninth and tenth winner, winner versus to play the loser, the loser of, of that Wizards-Celtics game yeah. to determine that eighth so spot. So potentially whoever loses the 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 9-10 match, or 8 oh, gosh, I'm going to get myself all confused. The 9-10 matchup, whoever loses that is out, regardless. Yes. And then, you know, potentially out of the 7-8, you might have to play twice just to stay in. And that can be, obviously, then you go up against the number one seed, um, and that can be... Beatable. Well, you know, and that's, that's but the thing beatable. is, but the thing is, the one versus the eight seed usually is a... a a pretty easy matchup. Beatable game, though. Yeah, for sure. Here's the thing, okay? Uh, we live in a world that we don't like things that are confusing. Well, that the, the play-in is right? a little confusing. So confused. But to it, it made for the last month of basketball, which normally is kind of boring. I mean, we had the Sixers playing for the one seed on Saturday against Orlando. You had teams debating whether or not they should lose a game so that they can go up and match up against someone else better or get in. You had the Lakers trying to get out of the play-in tournament and not making it. and I mean, it made some excitement. Well, listen, so and that's where I'm going with this. There's mm-hmm. some excitement. When you add more teams to the mix, yeah. the NFL was better last year when you added seven teams to the playoffs. Right? Mm-hmm. It got more exciting down the stretch. More mm-hmm. teams are in play for it. When the wild card was added, everybody's like, oh, my gosh, what are you doing to baseball? Yeah. It's made it so much better mm-hmm. that so many more teams are in the mix later in the year. Absolutely. But it's kind of easy to understand. The right. problem right now the NBA is having is they're at this – until they do it several – years in a row the same way like even last year in the bubble wasn't the same way as this right and the so, bubble was the first year they even kind of experimented absolutely with like and so until we but for me 
radio host to try to explain it to you (laughs) in your car what's happening. You want simple. Yes. Heck, I want simple to be able to explain it to you. It's not the easiest thing. Even the graphic looks weird. Three seconds, no, you the, know, the graphic is confusing itself. And so I think that's what's interesting about this to me. I, I'll say this about sports, and it sounds bad sometimes when I say this. I think part of the reason hockey isn't like on the forefront of everything sometimes, I think uh, sometimes even tennis is because there are so many different names across the globe that we don't know how to pronounce. Sure. That they're not household names. Sure. It's not easy. and We don't want to learn it. I'm not saying we in our business. I'm saying we sports fans, right? Yeah. I mean, you have to be, like, really good to... There are some names in basketball that can be hard, though. In basketball, yeah, and and basketball is... uh, Well, all those sports are so global. I mean, I can't even pronounce the MVP's name. That's going to win it. Jokic. 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 It looks like Jokic, Jokic. Jokic. I mean, there's so many Jokic. LeBron wants it to be Steph Curry, which I found interesting. Yeah. So, but my point being, like... I think we like things. We like sports. We want to be – we don't want to have to work very hard for our sports. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> when we have to do that and it starts like feeling like you're in – you know, in an AP class, taking an exam. Yeah, well, that's you know, why you give that's... you give the stars a nickname, right? Giannis is Giannis instead of having to say his whole name. Jokic is Joker. You just, you know, it, it's easier to just give him a nickname, and and then you don't have to worry about pronouncing the the last name. Well, sometimes. the other the other way I go I like with this that. is because like you you just said, hey, it was exciting over the weekend. But this, you're not who I'm talking to. Right. I'm talking to casual fan mm-hmm. who has no idea Jokic is going to win the MVP. Mm-hmm. Or should like they don't even know who the guy is. Mm-hmm. Now they know they know who Steph Curry and, and LeBron James is. Sure, sure. Um, and the, but they just I mean he's kind of overlooked anyway, even by the, the, well, the, fan, the big fan team, of the NBA, yeah. and, the and so are the Nuggets. Team, or, yeah. But I think this I don't know if this is here to stay or not. I like the concept of it. I think the more teams involved, I know people are like, well, who doesn't make the playoffs? Everybody gets a trophy. Well, I think the more teams involved mean the more excitement down the stretch, which means more cities are excited, well, which and, means there's more options to put in, to that, potentially more players getting in and not being left out. I think that's overall good from a fan perspective, whether it is well, uh, for the old timers or and, not. It like, doesn't matter. I think it's going to no, trend this way. To, I, go ahead, Goose. To that, it, it's kind of like. You know, when the the Sixers were through the process, right, everyone was talking about tanking, and everyone talks about tanking. And, yes, there were teams tanking this year. Don't get it twisted. The Rockets, the Thunder, the Pistons, they were all tanking. And there was just enough of the majority teams still playing or fighting to get into the playoffs that nobody really honed in on, hey, these guys are putting out essentially G League lineups you know, and, and they aren't winning, and it's very blatant that they aren't winning. Yeah. I just think, I'll be honest, I don't like it. Yeah, you said I, that. I, I can't stand it because I don't see the point of putting a 33 and 39 Hornets team possibly into the playoffs. Sure. Or putting a 33 and 39 Spurs team into the playoffs. And we're essentially giving the top 10 teams in each conference um, a chance. There's 15 teams per conference. And the top ten are getting an opportunity. Just put the whole, put every single team in the playoffs. Well, and I think just a, do that. There is an what, argument what, what at the end about? that they would just want it to be a tournament instead of it being. Well, and there you go. Why yeah. don't we? We don't mind that though. In like March in college basketball, when everybody in the uh, you pick the conference you tournament gets to a have, chance. You have to have a winning record though to get into the NCAA tournament. Usually, unless you win, win the, your the, conference tournament. Well, when is that? I'm talking I mean, more of the conference tournaments. Like the ACC has a conference tournament. I think. Well, they might squeeze some people. The turn the leagues 
leagues have gotten so big, so now they do squeeze some teams out of it. Yeah. But for the most part, I still think around the country, most conferences have everybody play. Doesn't matter if you were two and whatever. But hey, that's like saying, check this out. So how many basketball teams are there in the country? Oh, like 350-something. Okay. So out of those 350-something, you're going to take, what, 200 of those teams in the tournament? Two-thirds? Yeah, it's actually more, for yeah. your example. Well, it's yeah, probably... well, you know I suck at math, but I'm saying you're taking more than two-thirds of those teams in the tournament. That's what you're doing in the NBA. Yeah. It, um, yeah. And, and by the way, there's been a movement to well, add a, double the amount of teams in the NCAA tournament. Like well, There has been a movement for that, and, like and, to 128, I think it is. Well, yeah. then do that, and then double that again, and, double and, then, it again. and then you get the NBA. To, to that, though, you know, you guys talk about how there is so much star potential in the NBA – if you have most of the teams in, then you do get to see your star at least playing in a playoff atmosphere type game where maybe you get, you know, a Luka or a, um, a Dame Lillard amazing Hail Mary shot to win so that they can keep going on. You have more of those moments with your stars, even though your team may not be ready to make that full leap to be an actual uh, competitor for the finals. I think uh, one last thought on this for me. I think... The reason this will stick is for situations kind of like you just said, uh, what you're getting at. And that is, let's just say, like last year we said Zion Williamson, this kind of helped. Well, you're going to get Lonzo Ball. Like that, like we're finally going to, yeah, Zion, although he got hurt, but but to that. Yeah, so to that, to name your guy. Maybe it's Durant, maybe it's Carter, maybe it's LeBron, maybe it's whoever, maybe it's Kawhi Leonard. Even if you miss a lot of the season, have this devastating injury, it allows you to potentially, potentially, if you hang Mm -hmm. in there, come back add that guy to the rotation, and then maybe make a run or, so it's not a lost season. So that's what it – at least there's a little well, carrot out there potentially and, for mm-hmm. early season ending – or not season ending, but long injuries well, that really hampered your season. And the, the counter to that, I guess, would be a little bit with the Lakers where LeBron got hurt and they fell just enough that now they actually could have a one-game elimination. And, yeah. and Well, technically two for them, I think, because they get put in that group for that second match. But even so, like – you know, for that's why LeBron hated it so much. Is he's like, well, I hurt my ankle. They sat me out, and the team wasn't essentially able to hold it together enough to stay in the sixth seed. And now here we are in the playing tournament against Curry. Did you see the whole Kobe Bryant when the, the Hall of Fame speech? Yeah, that's what I, I thought that was really cool when he talked about how he always tried to play hurt because he talked about the fans where that one fan yeah. out there who saved up how much yeah. money to see him play one time. That's a big part. He meant that to that fan. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah. I respect the hell out of that from Kobe Bryant. You know, I, I get what you're saying with the injuries thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how severe these injuries are. I'm not going to question anybody's toughness or anything. But you got to think that if you didn't have the playoff tournament or whatever, and, like, you had to win the last three games of the season, LeBron was going to play. Yeah. You, well, he, he did, yeah. You, you, you were going to find a way. He, right? he did. And he got – well, he re-aggravated his ankle a little bit. Was with, And now that's – that was the big debate. It's like, do you play LeBron? Because you're you're essentially a game or two away from being ahead of the Portland Trailblazers and out of the play-in. If you play him, you risk re-injury, but you have a better chance of potentially winning. Well, they didn't win, and LeBron James kind of tweaked his ankle again. So now it's like now you're in this play-in against the Warriors who are – at any point, just going to light it up on you because Steph Curry can go off, and LeBron De- LeBron James is 100% when you could have rested him and you would have been in this situation and potentially able to yeah, have a I healthy mean, LeBron you're James. You're kind of stuck in the middle of it. Right. Uh, you know, To your point and the bigger point, what, what the Kobe Bryant uh, quote, 
I think that is so true, especially in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Now, I think we'd all be disappointed yes. if you go to to an NFL game and you went to see Trevor Lawrence and Trevor Lawrence <laughs> got sick or something and couldn't play with the flu it, or whatever. It happened to me for my birthday. I went to go see Darius Miles of the Cleveland Cavaliers, and he sat out it, because of a hamstring. Well, it, and it, so it happens, but I, I will tell you this. so bummed. I, went, we went, I brought Ty to LeBron James uh, when he was with Cleveland against Orlando, mm-hmm. and it was, I think... It was like the day after Christmas. Sure. And so he had played the Christmas day oh, not down in Miami. Mm-hmm. And so I ser- we seriously wondered, because it was the second day of a back-to-back road game, if he would be playing in that game. Now, fortunately, he did. And oh. so we were able to catch him. But so, uh, but that was the only reason we went well, to the game. Like that was, That's what happens in the NBA, especially. I think it happens in Major League Baseball. That. You run into that in Major League Baseball, especially like in a spring training game. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, actually... That. That's kind of where the the TJ McConnell hype from my end came from. We had Nicole had gotten me tickets. We were going to go see the Sixers Orlando, but it was a back to back, so they didn't play Embiid. It was supposed to be Embiid's first time, like me seeing him play. He didn't. So then I was just watching, and I'm like, well, the Sixers are going to lose the Orlando Magic. And TJ McConnell ended up hitting a buzzer beater to win the game, and that's that's what started the ah, McConnell that's madness. Fair. Ah, see, that's what started <laughs> kind of it. A little Wally Pip. <laughs> I mean. TJ McConnell, Wally Pitt. Oh, man. Uh, the, uh, real quick, uh, you said Dame Lillard earlier. Who's the guy? He stole the show in the bubble in like that, this little play in sure, time yeah. is when it started last year mm-hmm. and then carried it through. Who's going to steal the show early in this playoffs? Not late because that team might not make an yeah. advance. Is, is it ball? I mean, is it somebody that, 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 mm. That we're not paying attention to, to a be lot honest, that becomes a star over the next couple weeks. Because let's be honest, Dame Lillard, if you if you follow sure. hoops, he's been a great player. He's, sure, and sure. So he's a really good player, and you know him. But, I mean, he took it to another level. Like, I bet he made $5 million in endorsements last year, yeah. <laughs> you know, no, for sure. during this time. Yeah. Who's I, that player? Is there one? To be honest, I think uh, I, I would say the best potential for it would be anybody on the uh, Hawks or Knicks just because they're younger teams and we haven't seen them in the playoffs recently. Yeah. Yeah. You, you read my mind. Yeah. I'm thinking Julius Randle or Trey Young. Yeah, yeah, Julius Randle, Trey Young, maybe Collins. Like, yeah, somebody from the Knicks have of those so teams. much upside to gain. It, you'd mm-hmm. think, and mm-hmm. so Julius Randle makes a lot of sense. The Knicks, from it, you know, the the side argument that everyone at ESPN is making is, you know, because the Knicks are New York, right? They use the big market thing, but they show that they can get the four seed with with you know just Julius Randle. They might be able to pull a star from their team in the off season and really make a run at it, you know, in the coming years. All right, let's take a time out. When we come back, uh, speaking of stars, is Otani the best athlete that exists in sports right now? And who's is like, who's that? <laughs> okay. uh, Maybe there's probably a lot of people. Is like, that even that? a fair question? Or that is West it a Coast slam dunk bias. question? Yeah. What he's doing, if you haven't heard, is unbelievable so far in the Major League Baseball season. But it begs the question, does it transcend the sport of baseball even more? We'll talk about next Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Austin Lane. And I'm going to regurgitate it to you. I'm like a mother bird right now, and I'm spewing it in your mouth. Brent Martineau. we got doves flying and mother birds I'm, all week. I'm, I mean. I'm trying to baby bird you right now, man. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, this is why I tease stuff and don't get to it. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. 
Shohei Otani. He hit a home run on a pitch that was said to be four feet three inches off the ground. Don't get in the home run derby. I know Trout doesn't want to be the face of baseball, but I don't want to see Shohei go and try and entertain and try and give the people what they want so he can be some big marketing ploy. Don't be in the home run derby and wear yourself out. That was Bart Scott, I believe. Afternoons, right here on ESPN 690, noon to 2. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690, 3 to 6. Every day, Brett Morton, Austin Lane, Coos. Coos is cooking. Toastering up. Mm-hmm. It was pretty impressive. Don't burn the place down, but yes, it's pretty easy. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, the wait, You haven't even taken the toaster home to your wife. I love that. No. Well, I told her. I told her we needed some content out of this. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like his bachelor party that never happened. <laughs> it's the bachelor party we're, around a toaster. We're, we're making toast and bagels, man. That's what we're doing. Pop tarts. We're, we're watching that countdown. If we, get, if we get real crazy, we're making pop tarts too. <laughs> Depends on what happens. So the toaster, just to let everybody know, mm-hmm. is kind of cool. It lived up to the hype. Brent won the endorsement. Brent really pushing for the endorsement right now. No, we actually did say we're like. Who decided that a $300 toaster is, like, marketable? But let's be honest. I mean, you probably said the same thing about a cell phone as well. Because there was a time when they're just flip phones. You played Snake on it, and that was about it. And then somebody said, hey, let's put a touch screen on it, and let's make it, like, 400 500 bucks. That's a good point. And here we are. And I've said, you know what I've said about the iPhone? Don't, don't. There's no price too high. There isn't. Yeah. I would pay, like, a mortgage payment probably for my iPhone. Yeah. I use it more than anything. For sure. Uh, I, I, I know. And they probably know that, too. I mean, if you needed one endorsement, I feel like Apple would be the endorsement for you. That'd be a good one. Yeah. I feel like that would be the, the big get for Brent Martin. I do. I, I live on the uh, now, I think iPhone and, and the, with no, no disrespect to you, I feel like they don't need people to endorse their products they because don't. they're pretty, me. pretty big. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I mean anybody. But really. maybe they want Shohei Otani. Yeah. Now we're talking. Uh, the This guy's unbelievable. Uh, back to the toaster real quick. I mean, it really was like... You push two buttons, yeah, and bam, boom. Now we haven't tried the toast yet. Well, Brent, one, one would say you push two buttons on a regular toaster too. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, but you wonder. Like, <laughs> what do you, mean, you wonder. You wonder is it going to come out on time? Oh, no, is it I going know, to be right? No, this would have showed if I'm you just hit this the contrarian. level, no, yeah, no. then yeah. it will look like this. Yeah. Sometimes you only push one button. Now we got to see you how push, it comes out. You push the down button, and I think this will save everybody from burning their fingers. Okay. I think. We'll see. Well, now, fun fact, we the first thing it says when you open the box, like the instructions, is don't stick any like body parts in the toaster. Like, that's the first thing it tells you on the instructions. Mm. Take it for what you want. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that got experimented trying to, with. Try, trying to cover all bases, I guess, I guess man. so. Lawsuit waiting to happen. Uh, Shohei Otani leads the major leagues in home runs. Mm-hmm. He's got 13. Mm-hmm. He has a 2.10 ERA, and that's not just like in one inning pitched. I asked the question, is he the greatest athlete we have in sports right now? Yeah. Based on the fact that he's doing something that nobody else does. I'm not saying he's going to run the 100 meters faster. He's going to jump higher than LeBron James. Yeah. But he is doing something. Think about this in the context. And this is why it's a big deal, especially over the last, like, 24 hours. Everybody's talking about it, and it should be talked about. He came here to the United States as part of Major League Baseball as a guy that could be a two-way player. Mm -hmm. Now, listen, there are two-way players in high school, uh, youth levels. College game has really gone to it at the elite levels. Like, those guys are really good. The the 
Major League Baseball, professional baseball, that doesn't happen. And so he comes as a two-way player, and it's taken a little bit of an adaptation plus some injuries, but he is delivering, man, right now. I mean, 13 homers to lead the league in total bases and home runs. Here we are in May, and also a 2.10 ERA. I mean, the guy's numbers in an analytical world of baseball are off the charts. He hits it a mile. Uh, He throws it hard. Uh, All the things. Like, he's got every – this is not fluky. This is how he was advertised to be. And here he is delivering. And he's – think about this. Babe Ruth is widely considered, the like, the guy. When it comes to baseball, he's one of the guys when it comes to sports, and he hasn't played in like a hundred years. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's kind of like a mystery to, he's like this fictional character. Of course. To anybody that's like of the last three generations. Yes. Well, you can name anybody on the planet that you want to say Otani <laughs> is like. He's not. He's like Babe Ruth. Like, he's doing things Babe Ruth did. Who in sports does something that somebody did a hundred years ago? We can't find a hockey player to do what Wayne Gretzky's doing. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. We can say Michael Jordan and LeBron James, okay, that was twenty five years ago. Would you say you know? Westbrook with the triple double record? Even then you don't go all the way back and I think the It's a good comp, but we're not celebrating it like that, number one. And the game we know has changed so much, and we gave multiple reasons why, one being the three-point shot, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's aided, you know, in him. Baseball, while it's changed, and I understand there are more home runs and and stuff, the game really hasn't changed that much in terms of the stats. I mean, people don't hit 65 home runs every year, right? And, And people aren't doing this. Like, 100 years ago, I don't think many people were doing it, and nobody was doing it to the way Babe Ruth did it. Yeah. Fast forward 100 years, nobody's doing this at this level of ball, at mm-hmm. Major League Baseball, and nobody's doing it to this degree. Mm-hmm. So it's not that he's just doing it. He's excelling at it. And I did pick him to be my MVP of this year, and I he think did. it might be working so far. Absolutely, we'll see where man. he goes from here. Mm-hmm. But think about it in the context. When you put somebody in the context of Babe Ruth, and I'm not just talking about breaking a record that's old. I'm talking about the actual playing abilities and what he's doing that's how far you have to go back to see what otani is doing right now in major league baseball i think it's just phenomenal yeah absolutely i don't know what it means long term is he going to be like this for the next five years is he going to be like this for just this year is he going to be like this just for two months and are we going to see more and more people attempted is the athlete that good today are we going to see guys coming out of college that have done the two-way thing now get drafted to be the two-way thing and try to mimic and and be like not babe ruth necessarily but otani do you think he's the best the best athlete going right now well and yes i do i do think in in the athletic uh, context that I, I put it in. I, again, I'm so, there are people that are faster that run, you I know, mean, that jump we talk, higher. We talk about Bo Jackson being the best of all time, though, right? Like he's not, he's nowhere close to Bo Jackson. Or do you put him in the ballpark, pun intended, of the Bo Jackson? <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Um, it's funny. It, it's, it's so it's a great question, and I'm trying to answer this the right way. If I look at Shohei Otani, I don't look at him, although he is a physical specimen, really. Sure. But I don't look at him like that. We look at Bo Jackson as like a physical specimen. I look at LeBron James as a specimen, man. Sure. I mean, it's just like you don't make DK people Metcalf. like that, right? DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf. Like you, you, those are like – that's what we think it when we think athlete. But I'm talking 
But Bo Jackson's so hard because we projected him, we thought he was, but he never fulfilled it. But even when it, but when he was doing it, it was still... I he mean, was doing dude, two different sports yeah, at the I mean, same he was, time. He's an all-star. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously a great running back. Yeah. I, and, and by the way, Heisman I think... trophy winner. It would like, be... It's like... It, it almost feels like uh, sacrilegious to say anybody is a better athlete than Bo Jackson. Correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In our minds, right? Yeah. Um, and and what Bo Jackson was doing in two different sports, different, mm-hmm. yeah, I think is more impressive than what Shohei Otani was even doing or Babe Ruth even did. Yeah. Okay. But right now, you're taking Otani over everybody else. I, I'm trying to think. Like obviously, DK Metcalf gets brought up because you just ran the hundred meter. Yeah, yeah. But but still, he's not even yeah. the best receiver in the game, man. Like true. I mean, we're talking about a guy who's the best but power is, hitter right now in the but game. But is Otani even the best on his team? <laughs> Fair question, but he's performing like he is. Right now he is, yeah, yeah. but when the season's over. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think overall people will say this, like Trout's a better ball player, sure. right? But uh, right now he's producing like he is. My, my point is Metcalf, even he produced, but he didn't produce like he was the best receiver in the game at any sure, time. Sure, he sure. is that physical specimen. Uh, you know, take LeBron. Like LeBron to me is just this unbelievable athlete, yeah. right? It's just this engine that has never been crafted before. But it's almost incomparable. Like, he plays basketball. It's not like mm-hmm. he plays offense and he plays defense. Well, every basketball player does. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Well, LeBron's good at it as being a GM and being a basketball player. For you know? sure. For <laughs> like, sure. Or sometimes he's good at it. Yeah. It's very, it's, it's kind of incomparable what Otani is doing. Mm-hmm. But I do think it begs the question find me somebody in the athletic realm that's doing anything even close to what this guy is doing right now in, in a sport. And, Yes. Yeah, baseball offers something different, but I don't think anybody is doing anything like that. He is that different in sports right now on the global level. What about Kyler Murray? Yeah, he didn't do it. But he could have. He could. Yeah. Well, I have to see yeah. it. Okay, I got you. And he'd be more like uh, he'd be more like the Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders, right? Sure. Brian Jordan. Yeah, but I mean, he's Kyler Murray's not a big dude. Let's no. be honest. Like he's not his stature isn't. Yeah, see, and, and I think like Jackson. our world, that's what our world goes to is like uh, athlete. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, I'll, I'll I don't even right know now. that's the right context to put Shohei Otani in. Like, is he the best athlete? Is that the right? Is he the most productive athlete maybe on the yeah. planet? Well, that's hands down, right? Isn't he? Sure. I mean, nobody's doing he's what he's contributing he does. a lot. <laughs> it's very hard a hundred years later to do stuff that's not been done in like a hundred years. Yeah, and that's what he's doing. I mean, think about that for a moment pretty incredible. We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. You know how I feel about it. I mean, do I, I think it's a collaborative effort and that we work with Carson, but yeah, you stick your neck, you know, you stick your neck out for players as a head coach or a GM or a scout or a coach. We all do it. Obviously, as a head coach, um, sometimes you have a little bit more say in it than maybe a position coach. But um, that's what you love about it. I mean, you have to – I love sticking my neck out for people I believe in. So, yeah, I'm willing to put it on the line for players that you believe in. I believe in this team. I believe in Carson. So, yeah, I feel good about it. I do know that his play will reflect, you know, the work that he does. It will reflect the work our team does. It will reflect the work that our staff does all in preparation. So, but I don't mind being the point person on that. Richt. Yeah. yeah. Who? Mark Richt. No, no, oh, never mind. Not, not Frank. Frank. Sorry. Frank Richt. Sorry. Got oh, Reich. Frank Richt. 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 Reich. Richt. 
get another ball in that You're game, about, though, huh? Was that the Colts head coach? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I was, all of a sudden, I was thinking Former, it was liked or licked or, or the uh, Tampa GM. Oh, yeah, yeah, whatever that dude's name R-E-I-C-H. is. R-E-I-C-H. Yes, Reich. Reich. Reich or Reich? It's Reich with no T. Reich. Okay. No t. So it's R, it's like R-I-K-E. Reich. No. Yeah, like, yeah, that's okay. how you would yeah. phonetically. That's how I would put it in the prompter on TV if I, I didn't you. know how to say it. Okay, yes. okay, okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, Hey, uh, we, we were just talking baseball. We don't usually go two seconds of baseball, but this is going to give way to something else real quick. Let's go. Kevin Pillar, did you see that? Did you see him get hit by in the face? Oh, no, I didn't see that. So last night gets hit by a 94-mile-an-hour fastball in the face. Oof. Yeah, I don't want to do uh, that one. Walked off, by the way. Baseball players are tough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Multiple nasal fractures. Um, He's been placed on the injured list, of course. Now, if this was hockey, he would have played game two of the Stanley Cup. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we wish him nothing yeah. but the best, but, you know. Uh, but he walked off, and after the game, he even tweeted, in a, a, which was just amazing that he wasn't hurt more. And I tell you, the guy who's going to have more trouble with this probably than even Pilar is the pitcher. Uh, Jacob Webb is the guy that hit him. Oof, yeah. and just He lost the ball up and in, and, and it hit him right in the face. Uh, and so that's tough as a pitcher, I think, uh, to overcome. But... Mm-hmm. It got me think. I mean, seriously, you do some. You do. We just talked yesterday about whatever MMA fight we were watching, and it sounded like an arm broke like a stick. Yeah, I'm watching the video right now of that. It's a hard thing to watch. Yeah, I didn't need to watch that's for sure. Yeah, right in the snaz, huh? Yeah, yeah. And it's, like, at first, you think that he gets hit in the helmet, mm. and so many of those guys now have the face. Yeah. You know, uh, oh, that yeah. comes it's around. Been, yeah, yeah. Which which makes sense. Uh, but this is the second one this year, though, didn't? Well, it, Bryce Harper got hit. Uh, I don't know. We got hit in the face. I he remember a lot of people, like, because oh, my family's up there. They were all mad. They, there is, I, I read an interesting article yesterday. Uh, I think it was Verducci in Sports Illustrated mm-hmm. about how the last four years, or maybe it's like two out or four out of the last however many years, have the highest rate of hit by pitches is the last whatever handful of years hmm. in the history of the game. Hmm. And so. The biggest reason why, and he's right on, is because of all the armor that they wear. And so they're not afraid to sit there and get hit. Sure. So that's most like, so you wear that elbow pad, and I'm I'm not saying you wear the face thing and you're okay with getting hit in the face. Nobody (laughs) still wants to get hit in the head. Heck no. But you're okay getting hit like in the shin or in the the elbow because you got the pad. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, and also I think in this home run era, you know, those guys are throwing it harder than ever before, but they also want that inside of the plate, right? They they want to own that inside of the plate. They're also, but the the danger zone here is the pitch that's getting people out with that with the uh, spin rate is the elevated fastball. Mm. Used to be like, no, don't throw an elevated fastball. That thing might go out of the yard. Well, now you want to throw the elevated fastball above the hands. Well, what happens when you kind of misfire on the elevated fastball? It comes up around the head neck area. Face area. Yeah. And so that's why you, you see a little bit of this. And, uh, I mean, that is about as scary as it gets. It got me thinking. It's like, again, you do MMA. Mm-hmm. I think, like, we watch those guys down at Daytona. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what's comparable. I don't want to get any of them. Like, I don't want to get hit going across the middle by Ray Lewis. <laughs> I don't want to get in the car and, and flipping around going 200 miles an hour with Daytona. I don't want a 95-mile-an-hour fastball in my face yeah. and i don't want you probably breaking my arm uh, on, on a you know whatever what, hold in, in a cage if, it were, if i was an athlete 
I think that the the thing I would least want is definitely the fastball to the face because I just have a hard I don't know I have a hard time believing that you can just come at that incident right and goes to the rehab comes back whenever he comes back how the heck are you gonna stand up there and take a nap bat again not and not have that and be in the back of your mind yeah like well, that, how did Ryan Newman get back in the car yeah. For sure, but like I don't know. See, like that's driving. I mean, I, I get it. Like, there's a lot of variables there, but that's driving. Like, he's done that his entire life. Like being a batter. Like, yeah, you've you've swung your entire life, but at the same time, like you're at the control of your pitcher. Yeah. Like you know, like like that that player. Like he couldn't. There's nothing that guy could do. The pitcher messed up, and you got hit in the face. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I I think it's tough to do. I think there's a psychology about. it. I think it's a psychology about it. I think it affects the the pitcher just as much in a weird way. Sure, I, I understand sure, like sure. physically it doesn't, but from a mental standpoint, uh, my, I guess if I was the batter, I'd be like, hey, well but, that happened to me once. It's hardly happened. It's uh, people don't get hit in the face a lot yeah. in baseball. Yeah, so what's the like chance of it ever happening shark. again? Yeah, you right. Yeah, kind of like that. Would you go back in the ocean if you got hit by bit by a shark? Uh, well, I'm I don't going know. there to find out because I don't <laughs> do the ocean. But yeah, I I got you. Oh man! But yeah, that's uh, that was a tough watch. It is, and you don't. Here's the thing about baseball: is all those sports I mentioned, racing. Yeah. And any every time those guys give their wife a kiss before a race, they know like, yeah. hey man, this is Shaking serious hands stuff, with the devil. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you go in a cage, you know, you could end up being hurt on the way out. Yep. Uh, you you play football, you know. Now listen, you you don't think you're dying, but you know you could have some serious injury. You play the game of baseball, and you don't think of that stuff. Like, that's the thing. Like, baseball, you really don't. You might have arm trouble. You might pull a hamstring. You don't play the game of baseball and think, man, I don't know if I'm, after this game, if I'm going to be able to see again. You taking a fastball to the face or a hockey puck off a slap shot to the face? Uh, Probably the baseball, right? Because the hockey puck, you got to keep on playing. Like, <laughs> you're going to come back to the bench and coach is like, so you're still conscious, right? All right, then. Well, Get back in line. And we'll, I don't know, we'll but take... I'm cringing at the idea of both. <laughs> and after watching, Dude, I mean, the, Brian Burrard, obviously, the, he had that too. I'm not, oh, no, forget the, uh, Dude, like the only way you're coming out of a hockey game in the Stanley Cup is if you get gashed. If you get, and that's happened before too with the hockey skate. And you get your neck cut. No, that's, yeah, that's. Yeah, that's okay. Like They're like, okay, we understand. Go to the locker room. Please go to the but locker you, room. But you can be like, Chara, break your entire jaw, wire it shut, and we'll see you out there for game two. Excuse me? How, how do you breathe? I don't know. I don't know. Man. Football I don't want to talk about this up, anymore. How's that sound? Why not? I'm cringing I, as we're doing a, it. I'm going to eat some toast, fighter, tomatoes, man. Hey, and pickles. That's having a May fighter. I'm not that crazy <laughs> playing baseball or hockey. <laughs> we'll be back. Football at 5 on ESPN 690.